for calling Call Me Cowboy. For Western lifestyle, press 1. For country music, press 2. For cowgal pals, press 3. Or stay on the line to speak to our representatives. Thank you. Hi guys, welcome back to the Call Me Cowboy podcast. <laughs> Me and Hannah were just talking about um, our favorite new person on Instagram who is, none of you will know who this is, so we're going to talk about it in, in code in a way, but he is a simp uh that and i've never heard of this guy okay katie just introduced me to him before this podcast i've never heard of him um i did a quick like run through of his account and everything that she says is completely right (laughs) he's just carly will know and my sister georgia will know we've been watching him he's my favorite influencer now like uh and i just don't know how to explain it he just is all over the place for all the worst reasons yeah in the worst way like we're just watching him like what is going on in his life i need to know like you know those people that you know from high school on facebook and you like keep up with them literally just because you're like okay what is going on with this person like and they're in chaos constantly like that is how i feel about this person on instagram and i don't know him personally I just have stumbled across him and every day it's something new on his stories and Carly like and I like talk about it all the time because it's just like I wake up every morning and I look at stories and I just see like what is he up to what's going on today like and it's always something crazy like just absolutely what mood shit. is he in today yeah what is he era of him is he a today? simp is he in his self-care mode is he saying he's Blue awful collar. like yeah, is he trying to get sympathy? Like, where where are we at today? And is he, like, changes his personality and, like, his whole brand very often. Like, just, well, at the drop of a hat, decide he's now, I don't know, he'll go from, like, a car guy to now he's in a motorcycle gang. And then the next day he's, I, I don't know, really into knitting. Like, that. none of these are real. Like, I don't want to, like, give too much away so you guys know who I'm talking about. But he just, like changes back and forth and you're like what's happening next you never really know mm-hmm. like he's hyper fixating on one specific thing for so long and I, I never really paid attention to it until me and Carly talked about it and then I was like oh and then you look deeper and you're like there's a lot going on here <laughs> and I guess I I guess that I just it's the most entertaining account on social media for me in 2023 <laughs> I just that he is my favorite influencer what if we had him on the podcast one day? Oh, I want to. Been a big fan of you for a long time. <laughs> yeah, no context yeah. at all. Like no context as to how we know him, what like how we feel about him, nothing. All of you guys will know, but <laughs> he won't. Yeah, we love you. Please come on the podcast. You are my favorite influencer. I would love to hear about your life. Me and Carly always joke that we want to like swipe up and be like, "Can you start vlogging?" We really want to see your day. Like, oh my god! Like, because I need so to know. Entertaining. I need to know the behind the scenes. What is happening? Like, I'm missing parts of the timeline, and I need to know what happened. Like, just so again, like those people you keep up with on Facebook, where you're like, this girl has like kids from like six different people, and like every day it's something different, yeah. and you just have to keep up because you're like, what? What's next for her or him or whatever? You know, like, and it's I introduced yeah, Hannah. and for him, you look at his instagram you look at his account and it's like from the surface you would never guess normal like he's great at his work it's kind of insane and then you look just a little bit deeper and then you get a little bit of context and you're like oh no something really bad is happening here on the on the on the top it's like he's just a normal influencer but then you dig deeper and you're like oh 
nope there are a lot of things it do happening. be like that sometimes it do be and i i've been i had been i had followed him in the past like so i like i thought i knew pretty well him but then i hadn't really looked deeper and now like i said like i like you said like you look at it at first and you're like oh yeah okay cool like i get his deal he's cool whatever but then you think and you and you watch all the story highlights and you really watch the reels and you consider some things and you're like this man is absolutely unhinged he is just i don't know living his life in a different way than me clearly he needs a name Which he one? needs a nickname mm. a call me cowboy podcast nickname let's call him stanley stanley oh perfect because stanley cup yep <laughs> cheers to that stanley also that has nothing to do with him none of you are ever gonna guess just we are just both holding our stanley cups no yeah and i didn't even know like i said i didn't even know who this guy was but like i said i'm more surprised because he's without going into full detail he's really good at what he does so i was like at first i was like damn this is a really legit account but then you learn more and you're like oh not only is it legit it's the most entertaining thing i've ever seen the more this is my new favorite reality tv show (laughs) yeah there's a couple people i follow like that like i that are my reality tv that i'm like we just gotta know what what is it today like there's another gal i uh i don't I don't want to say who it is to you because I don't because then everyone will know who it is. But uh, there's a, another person that you and me watch like that that we like are like, what is happening here? Are you like okay? I feel so lost? Like I, yeah, blink twice if you're like being held hostage. What are you posting? Well, right it's now? crazy like, to me what some people share. Like for a huge, like, oh yeah, broad example. Have you heard of Taylor Franklin Paul, the swinger no. from Utah? No. Okay. Well, this was like how a do story I don't know about this? Uh, she's really big. This is a story for, like, 2022. Like, this was a huge thing that came up. But she, and the whole reason I'm saying this is because the things that people share, like, literally shock me so much to the core. So she's a Utah mom. Utah moms obviously have, you know, their stereotype. She is the stereotypical Utah mom. And she, before, like, early 2022, I'm not exactly sure of the timeline, but she was posting, like, with her girl group of friends which is always a lot because they're in fucking utah so it's like 20 other girls and she starts posting yeah. about how like she they're all swingers basically like what they do on their off time they they basically like swing and stuff and it was a joke though like they were posting it as if it was a joke and then she posted another like joking tiktok and she was like yeah me and my husband's open marriage blah 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 and was just talking about all of it and but it was like very satirical so people didn't know like is this true or not well, then not even two months after she was sharing that she was swinging, she shared that she's getting a divorce. <laughs> and the whole uh, thing uh, was so messy. Like, I guess because they were swinging, there's rules to swinging, okay? If you guys want to, you know, do your thing, let me tell you the rules before you get doing it. <laughs> first things first, you don't actually have sex, okay? It's only making out. <laughs> it's only everything <laughs> but having sex. Well, Taylor went wrong in that she had sex with somebody else's husband. Oh and so, like, this whole friend group went to shit. And anybody that knows this story knows like this girl is fucking unhinged and she still is and her tiktok that's what you're talking about my reality tv show like that's my housewives is taylor franklin fucking paul's tiktok because the things that she posts is in it's just it's insane to me and she's so open about it like she's so open about being a swinger in a past and like how she regrets it and like everything was laid out on the line i'm like how like why why but she is famous now so that's why there's a thing I feel like I can talk about this openly because everybody knows about it and it's western related so it's like kind of or it was hot tea like a couple weeks ago I don't really know what's going on now but like have you been following the punchy Presley social by Tiffany like all that drama that went down with that 
No. Okay. I kind of I kind of want to bring this up. So, you you know, do you know they're like, uh, the, do you know any of this drama or anything that happened? I don't think so. Okay, so social, you know, Punchy Presley though, right? Yes. Like who she is, and she's married to that Nick yeah. guy. They just got married. So, they were running like an influencer management company kind of and then they also had these group chats where they were paying girls to post videos to tiktok audios like specifically country music songs right um i know a lot about this because here's the real tea my sister has like 40 almost 50k on tiktok and so she was in one of these groups um and was getting paid to post tiktok audios by them and she's been in there since like the very beginning like mm-hmm. has always been in it so she's been like sharing with me like what's been going on while it's been happening and they like would get money from the labels and then they were just adding anyone to these groups like i've seen the groups there was like three different chats and they all had like hundreds of people in them or like 100 girls and they were just letting any any girl on tiktok join so it didn't matter if you had 100,000 followers or 5,000 followers like you were part of this and then they would post in there in these like these were chats like on um what's that texting app whatsapp on whatsapp mm-hmm. okay and they would like just send in there like a little flyer quote unquote just a text message it's like we need 10 videos with this sound you're gonna get 20 dollars per like per person that posts to it and then you would have to like make the video use the sound and then request the 20 dollars off of paypal from them and they're doing this all under the table right um and they were paying girls like 20 dollars well then come to find out some girls spoke out a couple months ago and were like hey i got paid directly by the label like a thousand dollars for one video and i have x amount of followers like not that like not a crazy amount or maybe they did have a crazy amount but it basically comes out that now we know that like social by tiffany which is punchy presley's mom who is like running this whole thing right uh she's like pocketing all that extra money so she's paying like 10 girls 20 dollars. so that's not a lot of money it's like 200 bucks you're shelling out right to get 10 videos and then she's keeping everything else for herself and for Pre- presley and stuff well presley like in the beginning, they were making everybody hashtag Punchy Presley, like, on their videos. So, like, obviously, Presley, like, blows up on TikTok because they're having girls ha- tag her in everything yeah. that they make. Like, that was part of the process of how they had to do this. And then, like, it comes out that they stopped paying people. And then they were, like, giving? months behind. Like, just from an what? outside perspective, it's giving MLM. Yeah. That's what that's what Georgia said. That's literally what Georgia said. For, literally. Okay. So, and me and Georgia, Georgia has been watching this go down this whole time. She stopped working with them a long time ago, but she was still in the chats and she was like watching people like request money, request money, request money. Like, where's my money? Why have I not been paid? I'm owed. Like some girls were owed oh, like geez. $600. Yeah. And like the money's obviously coming to you. Cause like, I know people that have like worked directly with the labels and I know that they get paid before the video even comes out sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, so like we had some behind the scenes of like what was going on and they had had a couple falling outs because also Presley had like before her wedding reached out to like 10 different hairdressers and was like, Hey, I love your work. And like copy and pasted the same message about how much she loved this hairstylist's work, asking for free extensions in exchange for like TikTok videos basically. And like had copy pasted it and sent it to 10 different salons. Like, you obviously don't love their work. You're just trying to get free shit. And so she got in hot water for that. And then recently a bunch of people just started sharing that they weren't getting paid and like, like posting the literal receipts. Like this is so well documented. It's like really, honestly, I I feel bad for them because like, I don't think that they're like, I don't know about her mom. I feel like her mom knows better. And so like, I'm mad about that. But like Presley, like probably like didn't really know what, like the extent of this. She's 19. Like who knows if she even really 
understood the level of severity this would be. They got in trouble with the IRS and got, like, kicked out of PayPal because you can't be paying people over PayPal like that under the table for, like, thousands of dollars. Like, they're making their full living. Like, they have a house, like, from this. Like, this is a lot. And they were doing it on the backs of, like, small creators, right? Like, girls with 2,000 followers don't realize, like, how much money they should be getting for this. Or, like, even girls with 100,000 followers, they don't know what they're actually supposed to... Like, they don't realize the label would have paid them straight up $500 and nobody has to pocket the money, right? So they've gotten this huge hot water with everything. And like every girl that was in these groups was posting videos, like talking about their experience and literally sharing the screenshots of their messages with Nick, with, Pe with Presley, with Presley's mom, where they're like, oh, things are busy with the wedding. So we just don't have the money right now. We'll pay you later. Or uh, we handle large amounts of money. So it's a lot of work. And so you just need to be patient. Or like, why have you requested to be paid four times? And the girl's like, I never got paid. So I'm still requesting because I need to get paid. They're like, well, you can only request once. Like, just literally blatant like it, it the receipts are it is damning like this is so well documented like me and georgia were kind of laughing about it because i'm like bro you cannot fight this like it is like it is yeah, all here in the screenshots girly pop like you just gotta own so up so have they have they responded to it for literally like over a week she said nothing and then like uh there was this uh you know i don't know if you know britney scoville we, me and Garin met her at, like, that dinner oh, thing that we yeah. went to. Yeah. So she mm -hmm. posted a video about it and was like, okay, I'm finally going to say something. Like, what the heck? Like, why are you not addressing this? Like, why are you just not saying anything? Like, she just kept on posting, like, normal, like, curling her hair like, tutorial and, like, just, like, not addressing it at all. And I was, like, telling Georgia, I'm like, I feel like these Western creators, some of them don't, like, were none of you around in early or late 2015 YouTube when everybody was posting apologies after they did some kind of scam? I, and I, again, I like, obviously you fucked up pretty bad. Like, I guess girls were talking about a class action lawsuit because there was like no tax situation. They're not being paid. This is all like super not legal. It it would, it seems like they might be lying to the label as well because the label's like giving them all this money and like, I don't know, just things are not, the math isn't mathing. You know what I mean? And they're just blatantly ignoring it, like not mm -hmm. saying anything. And then when she finally does address it, she doesn't just own up, which like, I think, if you again if you were around in like early like 2015 yep. 2016 2017 youtube when the beauty gurus were like getting in hot water and shit was going crazy and there was like an apology video every week like they tell you like the number one thing you need to do is just own up just be like i did this here's why i'm sorry and like that's all you need to say and just get in get out and she did not do that with her apology we'll even think about that like the 2015 2016 youtubers that were getting canceled around that time we didn't hear about them or from them until maybe this last year and there's people like logan paul for example he was under some oh. hot shit for a long time there and for a while i was like i don't know if he's going to be able to get out of this logan paul is in his fucking yeah. era right now i fucking love him like the stuff that he puts out is so real so raw like he clearly did a lot of self-work and I think it just shows that this is exactly this is exactly what's going to happen with the Western industry, too. There's already people right now that, you know, it's coming out. I've seen TikToks. There's a lot of people that have been shadowed because the Western industry really isn't that big yet. But you can tell it's starting to come out. And that's I mean, that's just the way that we're going. We're getting so big that people are going to start being held accountable for their actions, whether it's how they treat people, with how they brands, handle their yeah. business. Like, I, I mean, I could think of 10 people in the industry that really need to own up yeah. to their shit. And it's only going to be a matter of time before they do. And I don't, I really don't think that's a bad thing. I think people need to be accountable And it's for like actions. some of it, because I look at it and there's like people listening. I say this all the time in podcasts. So does Hannah. You do not know these people. So like, don't like, you don't know who you're supporting sometimes. And if, if you get a weird feeling from somebody, it's probably because 
something weird's going on. Like this thing with like Presley, like everybody was kind of like, something's weird about this. I feel weird. And then it turns out like something really bad was happening. Um, but like, I, I just, I feel like some of it, when I look at the facts and I hear all the sides of the story from like other influencers, I know that like know what's going on. I'm like, okay, I don't think this person's evil. I just think they're dumb. Yeah. I just think they're ignorant. I don't think they really realize what, what's actually going on. Like they're doing this like, and they have pure intentions, but they don't realize like, like the, ta- I don't know if you remember TanaCon, but I feel like TanaCon was like, oh yeah, she genuinely went in. Yep. She genuinely went in and wanted to have a convention and like have it work out, but she's an idiot and she's like fucking 20 years old, 21 years old, doesn't know how to run a convention. Exactly. So obviously it goes example. to shit, but like she wasn't being malicious. She wasn't trying to scam people. She was mm-hmm. just like, didn't know what she was doing. And so shit hit the fan. But then there's people that I meet and there's not that many of them, but that I'm like, wow, no, you really are evil. Like you are just an evil person and everything you touch, like you are only in this for the attention of the money and you do not care about anything else. And it's so weird because it's a catch 22 because like if I, if I'm trying to advise somebody as far as like, if you're seeing social media from an outside perspective, like I want to tell you, you know, like enjoy the people that you want to enjoy for what they put out, but don't get personal with them. But like, I wouldn't give them that same advice if I want them to watch my content or your content, because I do feel like we're genuine people that actually just want to help people and want them to be personally invested in us because we know that we'll handle their emotions with care. You know what I mean? But it's hard to, again, advising other people on like how to handle social media I really do feel like you just have to take everything that you see with a grain of salt. And again, like what you were saying, if you feel like a weird feeling about somebody, it probably isn't too far off. Like our instincts are here and embedded in our body for a reason. So sometimes it's good to just listen to those. And if you're not personally invested in it, it's not the same for you, I feel like. But especially if you're in the industry and you see people like fucking other people over, especially when it's people that you care about, that's where it gets to... It's really frustrating. Because for me, I'm never going to be somebody that, like, this is my biggest thing, and especially this year on Afar, that, like, really rubbed me wrong about certain people. Is like, I now I know mo- almost everybody, and I've had personal interactions with all of them, and I know, like, who's who, what's what, what their intentions are, I feel like. And it's sometimes, obviously, there's new people that I meet that I don't know, but um, I'm never going to be the person that, if that person's in a room... I'm going to, like, go stand next to them, laugh with them, joke with them, and post with them for a photo and post it on Instagram. Like, you'll never see that. I'm not going to pretend to like you or pretend to agree that what you're doing is correct, like, because I want clout or because I want to, like, not be in hot. I I don't know. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to be rude. Like, if you're there, I'm not going to go up to you and be a bitch. I'm not going to go out of my way to make you uncomfortable or anything like that. But I'm not going to buddy up to you for something. Mm -hmm. I won't do it. Like, just... That's just not something I'll do. So if you don't see me around somebody, it's probably a reason for it because I'm not, I don't want to be around that person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And there's like definitely certain people that I watch that I know, know what's going on and they decide to cloud off that person. And it just makes you upset because you're like, clearly you are only in this for one thing. And And that's the hardest part for me is that the one thing that I've always valued the biggest reason why i've always valued the western industry is because of our morals and values like because of the way that we treat people and because of the family that i had around me and not to say in you know high school rodeo and growing up in rodeo that there weren't people that were shitty but to me when i'm bringing somebody into the western and the rodeo industry the number one thing that i tell them is that we're family oriented and this is where i met my people and i want 
you know, yeah. like even when we're talking about this show, I don't want people to like be scared about, you know, people like that coming in. No. But to me, that's what I don't like about it is because now these people, they one, don't really seem like they have a respect for the industry and two, they're representing it horribly. So now if we are in the mainstream, the people that are looking at this industry and looking at people like that, that are fucking others over they're that's their perspective of us, you know, of us as a whole. Yeah. And we're too small for that. We're too small to have, not that it's never going to happen, but we're too small to have people like that because again, people like you know Pre punchy presley she has a huge following taylor rousseau huge following yeah. like there's a lot of people that have followings that are bigger than i can even imagine like my little cousin was literally sending me taylor's and that elva girl the elva that hangs out oh, with her, yeah, elva. both of their yeah. um both of their tiktoks from when they were at cowboy christmas when i was at nfr because she thought she thought it was so cool that she saw it come up on her for you page and um like and not, she's that not those even really two in aren't, that yeah not that those two aren't good yeah, representatives no. of us you're but just it's discussing just like reach of in yeah. general yeah like the reach is fucking crazy at this point like we really are reaching a whole lot of people like even with dale there's so many people that are not involved and those are all yes. good examples i feel like but the bad examples are really what's showing like that's not the values of western that's not the values of who we are as cowboys and cowgirls and that's why people always respect cowboys and cowgirls because they're known to be you know the people that have good values and good morals and it's not the math ain't math and when it's computing on social media you know what i mean for some people it's and just you, like oh it's rubbing me the wrong way you have to have a certain level of responsibility when you're doing this and like i don't the reason Facts. that i'm i feel like you and i are so aware of this is because we've been so into youtube like for so long that we've watched all these missteps of creators and stuff like i know there'll be like a thing like okay the other day i posted a turquoise jewelry box haul and it like did really good and then somebody commented something about how i was making them feel shame for not being able to afford real turquoise because i was talking about how it's dangerous and then i wanted to respond to that comment and i was like ah if i respond to that exact comment like if i make a video replying to it everybody's going to hop on this person and talk shit about them. Mm -hmm. And like, I've seen so many creators do that. They just respond to that comment and we'll just let people go roast that person in the comments. But you have to realize like, as a creator, you have a responsibility to your, you can't weaponize your audience Facts. like that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to throw a bunch of people at this person. They probably didn't even realize what they said. Like, I'm just not going to do that. It's just not. And maybe that pisses me off and I want them to really, oh, I wish they would, you know, not say that shitty thing about me. But, like, I have to recognize that I have a certain ability that mm -hmm. they don't to send all these people towards them. So I didn't respond to that comment. I deleted the comment so that nobody would even go find it and find this person. And I made a whole new, like, I responded to a different comment to talk about what the person was talking about and explain, like, why I had said what I said. And, like, it's just think little things like that because I've seen how creators on big platforms have made that mistake, have called out a person and then all an audience of like a, like a million subscribers on YouTube goes to their Instagram mm -hmm. and post hate comments on their stuff. Like, cause some people will just do that. Cause they're just blindly following these influencers. Not really like, like I said, remembering like, Hey, I can't take this out personally. It, it's not a crime being committed. These people just have beef and I'm not involved in it. I don't mm -hmm. know either of them. Like you can't get that deep into it. But I feel like, like you were saying, like having this moment in Western where like things are like, we're getting like a lot of mainstream influences, which is good and bad. And like people blowing up and have these really big followings. I feel like we're like hitting a breaking point though. And we talked about this at NFR, like the lifestyle niche coming to life. And I was going to say literally the moment I got home, it started happening and it hasn't stopped happening since I got home. Life Western lifestyle is like blowing up. And I'm talking about the more real raw casual content. That's like relatable and fun and not like this high uh, unattainable right. lifestyle kind of, deal and i think that's so good for us yeah. and it's gonna bring it's gonna bring more niches like obviously like the beauty 
YouTube like sphere had like its moment where it was like so crazy at its like highest and then it kind of like broke and then you saw more lifestyle people and mm-hmm. casual stuff blowing up and doing better and I think we're going to see the same thing here where it's like just fashion and fashion content and it's going to expand into other things yeah. and long long form content like we've already talked about and uh, literally as soon as I came home it started happening like the just uh, the trends changed it was like almost overnight like I was seeing different videos all of a sudden and I'm like whoa where did this come from? Creators that have made the same thing for the past two years are doing something different. I'm like, whoa, I like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually want to watch this. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in this. I had, like, uh, I posted a rodeo wife, like, morning in my life or get ready with me kind of deal. And it blew up, did super well. I gained a bunch of followers from it on TikTok. I was having the time of my life because that's, like, my favorite content to make mm-hmm. is, like, that vloggy lifestyle stuff. And I had a bunch of people ask me for my YouTube channel. And I was like, no one in the history of me being on Instagram has ever asked for my YouTube channel. Maybe two people. Like, nobody. And I, like, have never gained subscribers from from Instagram. Like, slowly here and there when people get really invested in my content. But, like, I'm seeing it so much more now. Like, yeah. just after the first of the year. People asking for that. Like, hey, where's your YouTube channel? How can I watch your vlogs? Like, I just had a girl right now while we're recording the podcast subscribe to my channel. And, like, last year that, ne- like... I was not gaining any followers. I was or subscribers on YouTube. I wasn't seeing that long form content kick in, and we're it's literally already happening. Like, go me and Hannah with the predictions. Yeah, we're and that's what I think mm-hmm. TikTok has really helped with. Like, I think we've talked about before how there could be a lack of community with it. But the problem with Instagram for me is that it's very confined. Like, j- as much as yeah. I want to post relaxed content, unfortunately, it just doesn't do well. Like, Instagram doesn't fucking like it. But on TikTok, I've, and I do feel like now that the trends are moving, it'll be different. But if I really want to post yeah. my fucking, like, what I posted yesterday, just me making my matcha, I'm probably realistically not going to post that on Instagram unless it's on my stories. And my problem with Instagram stories is that they're not timeless. It's only for 24 hours. So if I'm going to be putting in as much time as I do to make sure I have a story out and get a good video and all of that for that, I might as well just put it on yeah. TikTok. And the thing is, is if you are getting so granular with your everyday life and you're putting that out on social media, that's the stuff I don't really think about. Like, I think when I think about myself and how I brand myself, I know I know myself to the core. So when I actually put stuff out on social media, I'm like, oh, yeah, people haven't seen this side of me because I haven't put it out there because I haven't had like yeah. a platform where I felt like I could do so. You could. And TikTok gives me that. Yeah. TikTok gives me the casual feels that I love that I don't have to edit this like video YouTube. like crazy. Exactly. That's why I love YouTube. Yeah. And YouTube is different in that I feel like YouTube is almost like a podcast slash TikTok combined. And that's like yep. my favorite fucking things. And so I, yeah. YouTube is like totally its own thing. And I just like, that's my queen right there. But TikTok, I fucking love. Like, I just love how I can post whatever I want. And you can spam post. You don't have to just post once a day. Like you can post four, four times a day if you want. Nope. Literally four times a day. I love it. And I've been just, I, so what I've noticed is I, I shifted my focus on the first of the year. Cause I came home and I was like, okay, we need to change how we're doing this. Like something, not that something's not working, but I just, I want to change this. I want to do more lifestyle stuff. Just I want to do more me stuff. Bit. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started, I changed my focus to a TikTok first, um, content strategy. So everything I make is for TikTok. And then if it does well on TikTok, I bring it to Instagram and see how it does on there. And I did like it, what I got for Christmas. And I was like, this would never do good on Instagram. Like Mm -hmm. if it doesn't have a trending audio, it's not a stupid trend or like a slow-mo video with audio in the background. It's going to do shit on Instagram. And I was like, I'm posting it anyways, because I'm in my era of whatever Katie wants. And so we're posting it. So I did. And it did fucking good. Like like not incredible oh my god but it did good yeah and then i posted another video and at first it wasn't doing good but then it did good too and i was like 
wow, some of this, like the more structured laid back content like that, uh, get ready with me day in my life. Uh, like, but talking content, mm-hmm. which has notoriously done shit on Instagram reels is doing fucking good. And then if I make a casual thing, like you were saying, like making your matcha, I will just post that on my stories and then I'll put the link to my TikTok. And be like, mm-hmm. Hey, Basically, I'm posting my stories to my TikTok is what I've learned. And if I post, if I record anything on my stories, I'll just save the videos and then post it to TikTok later. And like, that's the biggest thing that's been running through my head, too, is if you make one piece of content, you can probably like lay it out on a couple of different platforms. So like you said, if mm-hmm. you post a TikTok, fucking post it on your stories. If you post a reel, post it on your TikTok or like just try to figure out ways that you can diversify one piece of content that you do. And for me, I take that all the way back to what I'm doing in my everyday life. So if I'm just going on a trail ride because I want to go on a trail ride, okay, then I think in my head, how can I use what I'm already doing to video and yep. like then be able to post it, which for me has been a lot more low-key a little less pressure and I feel like I'm getting out not in this current like past couple of weeks but like after NFR and during NFR I feel like that mindset really like allowed me to get a lot more content out there because I think a lot of the times too I'm a perfectionist so I want everything to look good feel good be good before I post it and now like what you're saying like I'm in the post whatever the fuck I want era that's literally same like if I want to post a story sometimes I'm like yeah is that that interesting and I'll just exit out like I don't even think about it I'm just like nah people don't really want to see that now I'm like just fuck it post it if people don't want to see it fine whatever and it's I think just having that like if, if this is your job the lifestyle content is that it's literally just posting everything yeah. that makes you you not trying to conform to this niche that then is going to give you this aesthetic that then is going to give you people it's like no you are your own aesthetic that's like that's the goal for this year and that's that's the way I've always approached Instagram but I've just put way more like and you have to with Instagram way more effort into like what the you're making because stuff, again yeah. that laid back content wasn't doing good like it had to be good video it had to be yeah. a trend it had to be whatever and so I was really focusing that on that on Instagram and then now that I'm Instagram is always doing whatever TikTok is doing and TikTok is prioritizing original content you don't mm-hmm. see um you don't see the content that we used to see on TikTok anymore, like all the trends. And I, I actually, for my job, I have to take a webinar every month. And this month I picked, I went and took a Glossier webinar, which I don't know if you guys know, are familiar with Glossier, the like uh, beauty brand, but they have one of the best social co- uh, content strategies of any brand in the world. Like literally people at Harvard write papers about how incredible their social strategy is. And I've d- studied them a lot in school when I was going to school for advertising. And so I really wanted to watch their webinar and I watched it and they were talking about the 80-20 rule on TikTok mm-hmm. now, which like they have reps from TikTok that tell them how to use TikTok because like big brands have that mm-hmm. and their rep from tiktok was like you need to post 80 20 80 original content and 20 percent trends wow. and i was like wow if you because if you t- talk to anybody about tiktok they probably wouldn't say that they're like oh use trending audios that'll pick you up but the trends like that they those are just like big nets and i've always i've always described my instagram strategy this way it's like i make certain pieces of content that are going to cast a wide net they're going to get huge reach mm-hmm. that are going to reach tons of people they might not give me followers but they'll have eyes on me right and only some people will come back to my account because it's not really showcasing my personality it's like a funny joke or like to me my art is like that because it's super shareable so people will share on their stories and lots of eyes will get on it right then i have content that's more for my close-up my my fans it's like very much me what I'm doing my life me talking stuff like that and that's usually been my stories for me because I feel like I can't post that stuff to my feed because it's just it doesn't do well on Instagram and now like that I've been using TikTok I'm like wow I can post these rodeo day in my life's 
or rodeo I have to do in my mm-hmm. life or just like get up with me let's like let me show you what my morning looks like or like today I recorded one uh podcast like what my morning is with the podcast and I can like put my little jokes in there I don't have to look cute I don't have to do it like I can just share my morning with you guys it's the thing I want to be known for is my personality and me like that's why I want people to follow me that's the kind of content I've always wanted to make and I wanted I thought then I was like the only place I can make this is YouTube because that's the only place that you can really do that you could do that before because like TikTok was like very trends and I don't know. I wasn't super, I wasn't in love with it. And then Instagram is so polished. So I was like, okay, YouTube's the only way I can do this. And now I'm like able to do it on TikTok. And again, having that TikTok first strategy, like, okay, I'm going to make everything for TikTok and then whatever works on there. Or sometimes there's things that don't do well on TikTok, but I'm watching it and I'm like, this would do good on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I move it over there and I, I put it on there too. And then it does do better on Instagram for whatever reason, but just and like you said, shit posting. I can shit post on TikTok all day long, yep. and I can just post me ice that's rolling my, my face, talking thing. about my day. Because that's inst- like I yeah. said, that's Instagram stories with me, and I, I love posting on my stories just because it is. It's so low key, casual. Like it's just what I'm doing in that moment, and it doesn't have to be this edited video, or it it doesn't have to be a performance, basically. And that's. But what makes me so sad about it is that I'm sure not a lot of people go to profiles to watch somebody's highlights, especially like. I don't know. I just feel like if I'm going to make the content anyway, I might as well put it on TikTok so that people can see it forever and I'll just have that forever, period. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about it too. And then, like I said, I just – like I made – I'll go – I was doing this before NFR. It was like the beginning of me realizing this is how I was going to do this. I would go to Circle K and I would make my like going to Circle K video and I would – uh, post it to TikTok, just come get coffee with me. And then I would save it and post it to my Instagram stories mm-hmm. and have the like little tag on there and be like, Hey, go to my TikTok if you want to watch this. Cause yep. like you said, like I'm going to leave it there. I'd rather be there forever so that everyone yeah. can see it. Or like sometimes I'm really funny on my stories and I'm like, this is hysterical. I am exactly. Yeah, I might as well a make a video out of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need it to be here forever. Like this can't just go away mm-hmm. in 24 hours. Like, and to me, TikTok is so good for that. Like just those little one liners, those little like whatever you're thinking in the moment you just go on and say it like yep. and I'm just loving that style of content and I again I'm seeing that more being pushed on Instagram the original content like another thing that they said in the in the Sprout webinar uh or in the webinar with uh Glossier they were like yeah uh if you ask if you talk to TikTok reps they don't talk about TikTok like a social network they talk about it as it's a competitor to Netflix and it's like an entertainment platform so that's why they're pushing original content because they're looking at it like YouTube they're looking at it like Netflix mm-hmm. like this is a content, like original content website and trends are there, but they're not what's going to get you far. And I think that's when you see like a lot of, you'll see a lot of TikTokers that have these kind of semi-big followings because like TikTok followers mean less than followers on other platforms, right? So if you have 9,000 on Instagram and 9,000 on TikTok, you actually have like probably 2,000 TikTok followers in in Instagram Mm -hmm. numbers, if that makes sense. Um, You see people that do trends a lot have these audiences, but then not all their videos are getting good views. And it's because they're relying on trends to find to get that audience. And so the the people aren't coming back to watch things because there aren't any accounts that I go back to over and over again to watch their funny trend audio videos with the weird joke on it. But like Emmy is a great example of this uh, steady rain. I I type her name in the search bar every fucking morning. I'm like, what's what? What did Emmy do this morning? I want to watch her, you know, morning in my life in Montana. Like, Mm -hmm. let's see what she did today. Like, and those are the people that I go back to her. Like, there's a pastor's wife that I follow that does her morning routines. And I love watching her do that. Or like certain get ready with me people. Like, I'll go watch those because I love hearing their takes on stuff. Same like with YouTube. That's how YouTube is. Mm -hmm. Like, you go, you want to rewatch that stuff, but you don't want to just, you're not going to go back and watch somebody who just posts, posts trends all the time. Like. I don't really care about that. So 
that has been really big for me and definitely the way I've changed the way I make content this year. And I think it's a good thing. Like it's that lifestyle content, bro. Yeah. She's coming in. Me and me and Hannah are are the founders of the lifestyle <laughs> niche. Not that we're the biggest or anything. We just we knew about it no, first. Is for all sure. I'm saying. Okay, uh, Hannah's batteries died, and we started talking about brand trips, which is kind of related to this because there's like this tart trip that's blowing up right now that all these girls are on this super expensive tart brand trip, and it's like, how are they affording this? But me and my sisters were talking about this. Because I, I had heard this, like, when I was in school about influencer marketing and, like, how powerful it is. And I hadn't really, like, I don't know. I hadn't, like, revisited it in a while. And I was, like, looking up what – basically, if a brand wants to advertise, they can pay an influencer, with which has, like, a really, like, close uh, garnered relationship with their fans to post about it. And that – like, if the person has a million followers, that means – and they might get a million views on a video, okay? A million views, mm-hmm. right? if Or they can pay – to do a commercial, which is usually like at least $30,000 in production. It's a big task. You're going to have tons of people from all over come together to make this, right? You're paying all these people. You have to set it all up and do it all yourself, shoot it, yada, yada, yada. Then to have it on TV, it it might be $600,000 or $300,000, depending on when you do it. And then like primetime TV right now, like I was looking at, I think Thursday Night Football gets 2 million viewers. That's it. Yeah, that's what I think people don't really have an exact concept on quite yet. The very obvious example is Mr. Beast and how he charges so much fucking money. But he's like, bro, like, I literally get more views and than it's less- Super Bowl commercials do. So, like, yeah, I'm top, top yeah. price. And I don't think people realize that. That, like, influencers are basically billboards. And they're not just getting more views than a Super Bowl commercial, but it stays up forever. Doesn't go anywhere. Yep. It's not like Timeless. a Super Bowl commercial, mm-hmm. it's there that day and then it's gone. And you... Who knows what happened? Like, you're not going to see it again. That's going to stay on that video for the right. until that video is no longer there. And then also you've got, like, just you, the brand no longer has to build a commercial, go through the headache of finding videographer, photographer, this, that, put together models, build this whole video that's only going to be seen one time during Super Bowl. Like, or they could just pay Mr. Beast less than what they would pay to do all of that. Literally, they pay him less than what yeah. they would it would cost them to do that or so they can why would you go through the pain of doing that when you can hire five influencers to do it and you get Mm -hmm. more views anyways and it's a less headache like it just makes way more sense to do that and i that's basically a direct link to your product this tart brand trip that people are talking about that they're like freaking out about how expensive it is which i really don't know like how they afforded to do this i'm not specifically talking about that but just brand trips in general it makes more sense to do a brand trip have people make content on it the whole time and talk about you the whole time when they have millions of followers for sure then to do your commercial on tv which like who's even going to see that and what's your demographic i don't even i haven't owned cable in my life i've never had cable my whole adult life never and i don't watch the thing is like influencers give way more and taylor and i were just talking about this uh when i talked to her on the phone earlier this week influencers give way more than and i don't want this to come out the wrong way because it's like no no shade to anybody either way yeah but influencers are like a photographer an audience given i i guess and an influencer too all in one like there's multiple different things that an influencer provides and i feel like 
like if you go on a Super Bowl commercial, people are looking at seeing how how cool your commercial is versus if you are with an influencer, that's somebody that they're talking to people that are already invested in this person. So I just feel like all in all, like working with an influencer gives you a a lot of shit. And that's where I feel like even on the side of where influencers are scared to ask businesses for money, I'm like, you provide a lot of value. And that's one of my biggest things for this year is just to realize how much work I put into everything that I do. Because no matter how long I've been doing this, videos take a long time to create, concepts take a long time to come up with, a good vision, editing, posting, making sure it's good for my platform, like all of that stuff is something that I feel like, you know, like if you're just going to post or um, put an ad on a billboard or do a Super, Super Bowl commercial or a regular commercial, you don't get all of that like the diversity of what being on a social media platform actually gives you and that's fucking worth a lot of money to me like that is a lot of value that you can have and utilize as a business the glossier social team when they were during this webinar they were talking about so they don't pay for traditional advertising very much i'm sure they do have some magazines or whatever but they don't have they don't do that very often and they did a series on their youtube channel called get ready with me it was during when that was like really blowing up early youtube right and they Mm. would set they would hire an influencer like a regular influencer to shoot the get ready with me in their home and they would say shoot it on your camera however you usually shoot your videos not professional equipment okay just whatever you have and then send us the footage on dropbox we're gonna edit it and post it to our youtube channel and they purposely made them lo-fi low production value they like she was saying a lot of the videos the camera is shaking or it's out of focus and then also they were like we want you to record your real get ready with me so if you're not using all glossier products right now that's okay we, we don't want it to be all Glossier products. Oh, if you, I love that. Yeah, so when you watch the Get Ready With Me, it's not even an ad for Glossier. Like, they were like, we didn't want it to be a five-minute ad for Glossier. So a lot of them are using different products, and it's not all Glossier. And they were like, but the cool thing is it's a piece of content that creates a relationship between the brand and yeah. the influencers following, and it's real. It's, it's content that you're digesting that you enjoy, and then you're like, oh, Glossier made this. That makes me really like them. Like, mm. I wonder... You know, yada, yada, yada. And they're talking about, like, telling real stories and stuff, which makes their social strategy so incredible. That's why Glossy is so good at what they do. But there's so many interesting things coming out this year. Like, I feel like just seeing – I've been feeling so good about socials, and I don't know what happened. But, like, in the last three weeks, I feel like I'm an influencer and not someone just, like, trying to be an influencer for some reason. I don't know what changed. But people are, like, talking to me differently and approaching me differently with things. And I don't – Again, don't know what I did right uh, or what changed, but I'm happy it did because that's what I wanted. Like, mm-hmm. I want to make content for a living. Um, so that's been cool. And just seeing the kind of content that I've always loved, that I've always believed in, start to succeed. It's like, whoa, Katie, you were you really were onto something. Like, yeah. I'm excited for us. Yeah. And we're going to have our moment, mm-hmm. like, I feel like this year, all the girls that make that kind of content, which makes me excited. And I feel like Western is going to f- come into the fold of mainstream more this year and, like, follow those mainstream influencer trends and marketing mm-hmm. trends, which is, like so cool to see like makes me so excited mm-hmm. wow same we've had so much to talk about today on our first episode back <laughs> well for some perspective katie and i haven't like sat down to talk but one time since nfr yeah because like it- nfr has been the past few weeks since nfr has been a blur to me like i could i could tell you literally nfr was last week and say that that was completely normal in my mind i feel like it was six months ago and it's only been <laughs> like what four weeks like not even that long yeah like it feels it's like just I- funny how fast you can be immersed into everything that we love on a day-to-day basis and then how fast we can 
be completely isolated again. Yeah. Like it would it's like coming from NFR, I was like, man, like this you know, like what we were talking about, the feelings that NFR brings, like this feels so good. Like I feel like I'm in my element, like I know all the right people and stuff. And then you come back home and you're isolated in your own space. And like for me, I talked about this in the Unbridled Thoughts episode, like the weather around here has been so shitty. So it's literally made me hibernate and I'm feeling so isolated, but it just feels so good to finally like be kind of like back on track like right now I feel so fucking thankful for my friends around me like you Taylor Lexi because I've had like individual phone calls with all of my friends about what we want this year to look like and I'm like I fucking love that I just love that I have friends around me and like have the group around me that really pushes me to do better because I think it's so easily for me it's so easy for me to be isolated and even like Lexi like I didn't she hit me up and then I didn't hit her up until like three days after and she like messaged me and she said are you okay? Like, are you alive? And honestly, as somebody who's a fucking introvert, I appreciate that. Like, because I literally would just not talk to you for a week and then I'd reply to you and act like it was nothing. And Lexi's like, bro, like, what's going on? Are you okay? And I just, because of things like that and just the energy that all of you guys are bringing and bringing to me coming into this year, I feel so good about what this year's going to bring. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same way. I just have a really good feeling about this year and like things are working out and I don't know, I love Whenever I'm at NFR, I, like, am so excited to go there and be part of everything I love and, like, have, like, Instagram be my real life and, like, all the people that I know from online. It's, like, the internet comes to life and I'm, like, in – I'm seeing all the fruits of my labor. I've talked about – we've talked about that a lot. Uh, But then by the end of it, I'm, like, yeah, I'm ready to go home and just do my thing in my room again. Like, I just want to be in my room doing my thing, like, sharing – talking about books and, like – it feels like when you're there, sometimes, like, there's this pressure to, like, conform to, like, what's popular or what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And not so much Especially what... during that week. Yeah. What works for you and your... When you're at home, the majority of the time doing your... Having your relationship with your audience. And I was so happy to come home and talk about books and read and, you know, post yeah. my, you know, 6 a.m. Hi, guys, from my bed. Here's what I'm thinking about right now. Videos. Like, that's... I was excited to do that. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've, like... It gives you such an appreciation for your personal relationship with your communities like what they know what they expect from you your day-to-day like that kind of stuff it like kind of makes you romanticize that again which has been really cool and I've developed a way better morning routine which is something that I feel like we've talked about this a lot last year was actually one of my goals I did not Mm -hmm. do that I did not get a better morning routine Mm -hmm. and I've been so much more intentional about how I spend my time and how my mornings are and like trying to make something that's good for me I was, like, talking to Ethan about it. I was, like, I hate routines. Like, I would tell anybody I don't want to do the same thing every morning. But literally, routines is what makes me healthy and mentally sane. So, like, you have to do it. Like, structure in your life. You you need structure. You can't just run around like a crazy psychopath. So, that's been really helpful to me. And things like ice rolling, for whatever reason, it's changing my life. Ice roller. No, it literally is just the little steps. Like, okay, so for me, morning routine was something that was on my goal list for this year, too. And I think it's just the fact that you are waking up and you're choosing yourself immediately. Yep. You're not You're not even just like choosing your career and choosing your success because I feel like we do that all the time anyway. It's like choosing your health. Yep. Because for me, like when I'm looking at all my goals for this year, I think the mark that I missed last year is that I skipped the foundation. Yeah. yeah, I have all these goals for dare to be a cowboy, call me cowboy, all of that. But I cannot achieve those goals if I don't take care of myself first. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you look at all my goals, like I said, it really all of it has to do with how I take care of myself first, because I know if I have that foundation laid, I'll be perfectly fine. If I start my morning the way that I want to and have a structure as far as my morning routine goes, make my bed, make my coffee, go on a walk, like just start my day the way that I know will put me in a good mindset for the rest of the day. 
I will be, I know I will be able to achieve anything that I want to. It's just the fact that when you get into the bad habits and you start to not choose yourself, that you go down this hole. And there was a couple times last year, like I've said multiple times, like last year was a hard year. So granted, sometimes it was easy to get down there, but I do that to myself anyways. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing this year is to start with the foundation and the foundation is how I take care of myself, going to the gym, doing the red light like you, doing the ice rolling, like all of that, just so that just because I know, like I said, if I do all that stuff, everything else will come together. Yep. And I, I feel like, like for me, one of those things is reading and like, I've been, I, I picked up yeah. my literal, I was in like such a slump in the beginning of this year. Cause I picked up two books and didn't finish them. So like I got like halfway through them and I'm like, this sucks. I'm not reading this anymore. And then I stopped reading it. And it's like not fun to like start your reading year out. Like I was so excited for this year. I'm like, I'm going to read so many books. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And then I have two duds and I'm like, okay, this sucks. But then I picked up, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reread one of my favorite books that I read like three years ago on audiobook. And I'm going to pick up this other book that I think might be good. I'm having the time of my life and I'm reading and it's like so good for me. And I'm listening to the audiobook. And then I like got creative randomly last night. And I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. Like that I'm like, it's inspired. This is crazy. Maybe because you're taking <laughs> so care true. of yourself. Dumbass. I literally do this. Fuck, How many so times true. have I said that on this podcast? Oh my God. I was like, why yeah. is this happening? Maybe because you're doing all the right shit dipshit like actually take care of yourself and read and you know do all that and like you'll be inspired and you'll feel better and you'll have energy throughout the day and like it's been it's helped me so much ice to me and to me that's like what's so hard though is like r and r you want to you want to rest and relax you know you want to do that after nfr and so for me that's like basically just allowing myself to do whatever i want eat whatever i want i can sleep in a little bit every day like it's chill and just give yourself that time but i wrote this in my journal Honestly, I think what it comes down to is that my R&R has to be a little bit more, and the best word that I can come up with is productive. Yeah. Like, it has to be something that instead of relaxes me, it recharges me. Yes. It has to be something that really inspires me. And for me, that that's journaling. That's reading. Yep. That's, like, that's doing that type it's of stuff a little stuff bit of work. still relaxing. Yes, and I feel like I, I was just really wanting to redirect and just really go through my year when I came back, like, all I wanted to do was journal and, like, write, like, what I thought about 2022, all my thoughts. Because 2022 was kind of a hard year for me. Like, I had re I had ju- restarted my Instagram, like, six, I guess, like, five months before 2022 started. So, it wasn't, like, really my first year on that account. But, like, it was a big – this year was really the first time that I pursued content in the way that I had wanted to pursue it. Like, I didn't start to, like, March. I feel mm-hmm. like I finally fell into, like, okay, this is, like, my flow and this is what I want to do. And I was coming into myself and learning about myself as a, as a content creator, like, what I was going to do, how I was going to, like, take this seriously, I guess. And so when I, like, came home, I was like, I really want to sit down and, like, do a content audit. I want to, like, write down my goals. I really want to, like, reflect on the year, reset, really, really reset, think about what I did good, what I did bad, And, like, really, this is something that I've always cherished about our friendship is you and I are so goal-oriented. And, like, we write down Mm -hmm. goals. We check in on them throughout the year. Like, really get, like, what am I doing this year? And being intentional with it. Whereas, like, last year I was intentional, but I was very much exploring. And now that I've, like, done the exploring phase, I'm like, okay, I can really get to the nitty-gritty of what I want to do. And I can just get to work on this. And I need to have that period where I'm, I'm thinking about that. What what is this year going to look like for me? What, what kind of content do I want to make? What direction am I going? That kind of deal. Um, and I just feel like I was able to like do that. And I was so excited to come home and do that after NFR and write down like what happened every month. And then you sit down and you do it and you're like, Oh my God, that happened this year. Or like you forget that it was like in January or whatever, like that something happened. Like I know like, remember when I like got on the ATV accident, I fucked up my face. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was in January of last year. Like I, 
that feels like it was like yesterday but also 10 years ago insane Yeah, I was like at Ethan's rodeo. I was fucking around with Jet because he was the one driving the ATV when we got in the accident, and I fucked my face up. I was like, "It's our one year anniversary, Jet. A fucked up face. Like, hi. <laughs> like, it was like literally the day. That's to the fucking day. funny. Yeah, but uh, and just seeing like how far like your like Ethan going to that rodeo was so cool because on ping pong he's been working on him for so long, and like finally seeing that come together. Like, if you would have told me last January that like. On the two-year anniversary of Hick dying, Ethan would be finally starting to accomplish the goals that he had made with Hick. I would have been like, there's no way it's going to take longer or whatever. I, I wouldn't have realized that that's how it was going to be. And to see it play out, it's, like, so cool. Like, to watch it all come together. Mm-hmm. So, I was very reflective. I wanted to take the time out to reset. Really, like, get my plan and a strategy for the year. And I didn't, I haven't felt like that in other years. But, again, I was kind of just, like, exploring stuff. Figuring out what it was I wanted to do. And, like, Call Me Cowboy, especially, like, NFR this year was so different than last year for us it was so much more together and like it kind of we haven't really talked about this on the podcast because we haven't really posted since nfr it kind of blew up at at nfr like we had a really successful nfr we had jordy's episode is like six times or seven times more listens than our regular episodes we're getting and it's an incredible episode some of the best it really blew up yeah and it's one of the things i'm most proud of making like in my life probably Mm -hmm. it's so incredible Jordy is so awesome and I loved getting to talk to her and like have other people hear like about her life and I I just love her I I'm and Shaylee too and Marika too and I feel like we had great conversations with them and Olivia I had never talked to Olivia Harms before and I've had people DM me and be like hey I started listening to her music because of this like I don't know just like I feel like we're seeing like these things that we just like dreamt of in our in our rooms you know you and I like in private whatever like finally like come and like be formed into real things and we're finding our footing yeah. at things and it, it was like so cool well, to even watch. NFR the first year of NFR it was like okay we're doing this thing it seems crazy let's see if it works let's see if it sticks yeah and then I think the second year we're like okay obviously it works um we're building this community and I think after NFR this year we just it really showed how real it is for us yeah. like how real of a possibility it is for us to take this on and be really serious with it like I mean you know we've talked outside of the podcast too no matter what like we started the podcast being friends so we yeah. always want to remain friends and we want that to be the core of Call Me Cowboy yeah. it's just like natural friendships between cowgirls yeah and so now for it to like I just picture Call Me Cowboy like putting her big girl pants yeah. on and like going to work it, that's just kind of how it feels like right now and I just love it because, like what I was talking about earlier, we do put a lot of time into what we do, whether it's the video making and posting or it's these podcasts. Like, these podcasts isn't just us sitting down and recording, and this is even a lot of time out of our week. And so... This is the easiest part. We're (laughs) well-spoken. We're interesting. Katie's a comedian. (laughs) Like, you know, we've got a lot of value to this podcast, so... (laughs) I'm just really glad people are picking up on that and uh, like I said in the Unbridled Thoughts podcast I actually feel like before I felt like I it was just you and I talking you know it's just like a conversation between you and I and sometimes I still feel like that but now I actually genuinely feel like we have like a A community community, like an audience to talk to like friends you know like friends that are actually gonna hear what I'm saying right now yeah and that feels really good that I'm not just speaking into the ether and it's just going away like I really feel like people are hearing us and just loving the content and it it like after NFR this year, it's bringing a lot of really good energy for Call Me Cowboy coming into 
2023. Yeah, I've seen so many people listening to your first episode that you had posted. And, like, I feel like our solo episodes don't usually get as many listens or as much hype as our mm-hmm. together episodes. And people are all over that shit. They fucking loved it. Like, they're mm-hmm. eating it up. And I'm just, like, so excited that people – and I've had a lot of people message me saying they're going through, like, our backlog. Like, going starting at episode one and going Same. all the way through it. And I'll get DMs where somebody's like, I'm like, please don't. <laughs> I do, right? <laughs> please skip the Zoom audio recordings. <laughs> we don't need that. But, like, I get DMs from people, and they're like, I'm on episode seven. I'm listening to Hannah talk about this, or you talk about this, and I'm so excited. Like, it's so cool, because you and I have really well documented our, like, come up, I guess, in, in this and in everything we've done. Like, yeah. I, like like you're mm-hmm. saying, last the, when we first started the podcast, it was just something we were doing, and we were like, well, I mean, I want to, so we're going to just record our conversations, basically. And now it's, like, finding our footing as the podcast, our own personal brands, like, how we've grown as creators and the pod, just all mm-hmm. the different as- aspects of our lives. You've gotten freaking engaged. Your horse had a baby. My horse died. Like we've <laughs> had all this shit happen, you know, like and we've really come into our own. And I, I think we're like flourishing this year. And I'm just so proud of us for that. It's that yeah. it's that fully functioning 25 yeah. year old brain, I think. That's what I owe it to. I know. fully formed brain. <laughs> I literally was thinking this to myself last night. Keegan was saying something. I was like, I can just understand this so well now. Like, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, it's because I'm fully formed. And just deal with things so much better now. Like, and I, I mean, I've always feel like I've yeah. dealt with things good, but like things now that when I was 20 would have like really drove me nuts. I'm like, life is lifing and yeah. I'm just going to move on and girly pop <laughs> yeah. it out. Like whatever yeah. happens, happens. Like just being so much yeah. more chill about certain things and being realistic about I don't know. It's, I will say one thing to you guys, like it's still January. We're still in the beginning of the year. Don't lose that motivation for like, oh, you know, new year goals and stuff like that. If I can give you one word of advice, please set goals like, and check in with them throughout the year. That is something that like me and Hannah have like done together. And like, we check in 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 June and like, see like, what did we accomplish this year? All that kind of stuff. And it's something that I just feel like has really made me see how much progress I'm making that I like used to Mm -hmm. not like if you're not writing it down you're not setting it you're not going to see that throughout the year and like really like since doing that and writing it down and looking back at it you know I like a lot of times I set goals that I fucking blow out of the water that I'm like wow I I thought I could only do this in a year and in reality I did like triple the amount of that like Really sit down and write down, be intentional with your year. What do I want to do this year? And don't set crazy big goals. And also don't set some small ones, some medium-sized ones. Be realistic mm-hmm. with yourself. Like, and really think about... I think, like, having a vision is really where it so starts. Important. Like, if you have a vision of where you want your um, businesses to be, then in a way, like, where I think I went wrong last year, like I said a little bit, is that I like really put a lot of hardcore numbers on my goals yeah. and that was like where I left it and I think if you have like say you want your Instagram following to be at this certain amount by the end of the year you want to have this gross profit by the end of the year that's good like to keep in your head and to write down and like that's your goal but yeah. then also like you need to make littler goals on how do you start that right now like how do you get going with that because I think for me last year I made all these lofty goals but no real strategy behind it. Yeah. And I think that's really what it comes down to is having the vision in your head, knowing exactly where you want to be, paint the fucking picture. Like vision board. Yeah, vision board. Whatever you want your life to look like, make that very clear in your head. And from there, 
my strategy this year is to again start with myself make sure that I have like everything as far as my wellness and taking care of myself goes because my word for this year is capitalize and I that means capitalize on my health and my wealth and I want no matter what I want to be relentless with how I take care of myself but I also want to be ruthless with the hours of work that I put in and this is Keegan and I decided this is our dink year have you heard about the dink? No. Double income, no kids. Oh. So this is our dink year. <laughs> yeah. So that either this year and next year is probably going to be our dink, our only dink years. And I want to like, I want to have some cash flow, bro. Like I want to travel mm-hmm. with my man. And so I just know that I want to, like I said, I want to be ruthless with the amount of hours that I put into my work and have my goals. But no matter what, I know I will not be able to keep up with the amount of hours that I want to put in to have the success that I want if I don't take care of myself first. And that's what I'm starting with this year. The other thing, too, is I think a lot of people, as soon as it hits January 1st, they're like, I got to get going immediately. And for me, looking back at 2022, my year really didn't realistically start. Like, my busy season didn't realistically start until May-ish. And so Mm. for me right now, I'm like, I honestly didn't hit the ground running when at the beginning of this year. Like, I've already talked about it a little bit. I really, and still even now, I don't have a clear, crisp vision of exactly where I want my businesses and where I want myself to be at the end of the year. But I'm kind of just, like, letting myself, like, marinate on it. Marinate on the energy that I'm feeling right now, where I want to go. Because I also don't think that if you want to sit down and come up with your goals for the year, that you're going to come up with that in the two hours that that you give yourself to write them down. You know, like yeah. you need to kind of process them a little bit and like, is that what I really want? Or like, how can I adjust that to make it more exciting for me? Because it, again, has to be something that fuels you. And for me, I had never made a vision board before. I That's really crazy because I make mood boards all the time. I'm literally Yo. a designer. This is like, should be right up my yeah. alley, but I'd never done that's it before. your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's literally my job. <laughs> and I had never done it before and I sat down and did it and I was like, realizing when I first started making it, I got kind of discouraged because I was like, I don't even know what I want to put on this. Like, what do you even put on it? And I realized that I hadn't even visualized what I wanted my year to look like and I was like well that's your first Mm -hmm. problem if you don't know what you want it to look like how are you going to get there and so making the vision board made me realize like yeah I have numbers goals and then I have personal goals then I have reading goals and I have like goals for my social platforms goals for call me cowboy and so I kind of like split it all up into different sections and was like okay what do I want to accomplish personally? What do I want to accomplish on the podcast? What do I want my wellness goals to be like inside? Like, what do I want to get that like out of that and stuff like that? And it helped me a lot. Like visualize what, you know, what, what I want to get out of this year. What's my direction and what's my plan to get there. Don't just write down. Mm-hmm. I want to grow on socials. Like why, what, and what, yeah. what kind of stuff do you want to make on socials? Like what's your, what right. is your brand? Like, and I feel like now that I have a better idea of that after exploring it last year and same with Call Me Cowboy, you and I know like what Call Me Cowboy is, what kind of stuff we talk about, yeah. how we edit, how we, you know, whatever that is. And so coming into this year, really visualizing that, like I said, vision board, r- splitting up the goals, not just numbers stuff, like the feelings I want to emit, like the kinds of... exactly the niche I want to be in stuff like that and like I made like a mission statement I did the content audit really looked at stuff and was like what did well this year what did I like that did well and what did I not like that did well what did I think was what was I most proud of from this year and like if you don't sit down and think about those things like you're not gonna build off them you'll never Mm -hmm. like continue to think oh you know like a thing that I never thought about until we came back from NFR was I was saying thinking like if someone found me on social media today, one of my greatest assets is the massive content library I have. Like, we have a podcast mm-hmm. with hours of content. I have a YouTube channel that I've been uploading to. I have my Instagram. I have my shop. Like, there's endless avenues you could go down and really dig into my life. And I was like, wow, that's a real asset we have. Like, how can we continue to build that? How can we mm-hmm. How can we 
face our content towards that like to that make content that makes people want to dive down all those channels and like get to know us through youtube through podcasts through all of that and it made me look at things differently and that's a goal i never would have really set if i hadn't sat down and thought like what have we done good this year what's something that we like about the stuff we're making what do we want to be known for what what titles do i want to attach to my name when someone thinks of me like that kind of stuff yeah. and I feel like it was super helpful this year and I was also last year like super numbers oriented like there wasn't a lot of like just day-to-day goals or vision really it was just like okay I want to do this Um, and I feel way more and I think it's really important to have like that vision but also Mm -hmm. have things that you can control no matter what I can control this can you control your Instagram getting to 100k no realistically you can't you can put out the content you can do that but then that's your goal okay I need to put out this amount of content you know like if you can do exactly what you know for a fact that you can do like for this podcast my one of my biggest goals for last year was to stay consistent that's all I wanted was to stay consistent and to monetize it Mm -hmm. so we did those two things and we achieved if I write down my successes I'm not going to say oh we stayed consistent but it was because we stayed consistent that we were able to achieve the numbers that we were able to you know and so like like I said for this year my goals are just so different than they were last year like I don't know. I had some random ones that I'm just like, I was a whole dude. Besides the fact that I went through so much last year, like I am a whole new fucking person this year and I just have like a whole different outlook on life. And so my goals look so, so like so different. And even when I was writing stuff for Dare to Be a Cowboy, Dare to Be a Cowboy as a business has its own goals, right? So like even Call Me Cowboy, we have our own goals for Call Me Cowboy. We want to do a big show, like all this stuff. But like, that's a given. But there really needs to be like, my goals for what I do for that business so like for dare to be a cowboy our goals is to buy a trailer eventually so we can have booths at uh, rodeos and stuff like that I'm like cool that's those are all really great goals but it really doesn't have anything to do with me necessarily so like Mm. my goal for dare to be a cowboy for me specifically is to finish my nonprofit management and grant writing certificate this year because I know if I do that then that'll help me get to the next step my goal Mm. for dare to be a cowboy another goal is to do one time per month do a PR interview whether that's on the news local newspaper podcast whatever and that's ways that I know that I can control that I can help dare to be a cowboy you know what I mean like I also think of your business as business goals but then also what goals you can have for to help it you know and I did literally the exact same thing without realizing it like one of my goals is to sketchbook physically at least three days a week or just just sketchbook physically more like make more art like that and like why did I set Mm -hmm. that goal it wasn't because I just want a sketchbook like yeah I would like to sketchbook but sketchbooking brings up ideas and inspires me to make things like I need to sit and like set aside time to just want to draw because that's good for my business which then makes more merch which makes more sales which does that and then like like being more intentional with drops and having things ready to go and stuff like that like it all starts with literally sketchbooking like just sketchbook so that I can draw more so I have more ideas so that I explore more things or like same with reading like reading is like what keeps me sane and like I want to bring back my book club this year like and I want to like engage Mm -hmm. with my community and make things that like I said like the things that I want to make that I want to be known for and that all starts with like reading so that I can be rested have you know a time to relax and recharge and be inspired like I was last night right things like that little things like like I said sketchbooking reading my bible every day like that makes me feel good for the rest of the day so that I can make the do have the best day possible Mm -hmm. like 
I definitely did that this year too. And I think uh, vision, the vision board was like a huge thing for me. I made like all of my, I have a, I really abuse notion, like honestly notion, you and me were best buds. Um, I have like different sections of my notion for different parts of my life. So like my personal notion, my call me cowboy notion, the, like my shops notion, and then like just my notion homepage. And I set all my notion headers to be the part, the, the photos from my mood board that are of or it's not move or vision board that are for that aspect of my life that way i'm like constantly looking at i'm constantly visualizing like what i want this year to look like remember what our goal is remember what we want to be doing um and where did you hang your vision board at it's sitting right here on my um on my like cabinet and I make myself look at it every day for at least three seconds. And I just stand there and look That's at it. That's a big thing, too, is, like, making them, but then also the placement of it. So you have to see it every day. Yep. I literally force myself to look at it every day. And I just look, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yep, we did it. Like, all right, that's the vision board. Like, we're, what, we're looking at it. We remember what we want this year. And it's not, like, people will say it's manifesting. And, like, I, I don't believe in manifesting as in, like, if you just wake up every morning and you're like, I'm going to have blonde hair, that one day you'll have blonde hair or something like that. But, like, the keeping something top of mind means that you're always working towards it and you're always aware of For it. Sure. So that's what manifestation is. It's not actually like you just whisper something to the universe and it brings it to you. It's that you're mm-hmm. thinking about it every day, which means you're going to work towards it every day and be aware of mm-hmm. it. And that's what the vision board has done for me. Like I wanted to travel this year and go on trips and see my friends. And like literally me yep. and Taylor and Garin are already working on in April. I'm going to go to, to Oregon like already, like mm-hmm. we're already planning that. And if I hadn't been thinking about that and been looking at it on my vision board and planning for that, I wouldn't have planned to do that. It wouldn't be already in the yeah. works, right? And No, I do think manifesting is huge. Like, yeah. I think if you know exactly where you want to go, you're going to, and if you put yourself already in that position, then you're going to live every day being that person. The goal is, is that every day, what, no matter what you want to do, whether you want to be an athlete, you want to be on your wellness game, like, if you have that picture in your head, then your body is naturally going to do everything that it can to make sure that it lives up to that. Because in your brain, that is your survival. Like, you will yeah. only survive by being this person. So you are going to do everything that you possibly can to make sure that you end up achieving that. And honestly, like, the number one thing that proved that to me was in when I wanted to make nationals for one thing, and that was goat tying, in my head for one, for literally two years, all I had in my head was just to make nationals. And yeah. it was so, like, I could smell it. I could smell nationals. I could smell the arena. Like, I wanted it so bad. And just having that vision in my head and having that one goal, like, I did every, like, my every single day, every everything that I thought of all led to that one goal. And yep. I think when you do have that one thing and you know, like I said, like what we were talking about, if you have a clear picture of what you want, you will get there. And it's, this is where I come back to, I talked about this on TikTok the other day, because everybody's talking about lucky girl syndrome. If you've heard about it, where you just say like, I'm so lucky. Everything works out for me. Yeah. So like lucky girl syndrome, but like really what we're talking about right now is lucky girl syndrome. All lucky girl syndrome is, is because you're saying I'm lucky, everything works out for me. You're like, you're actively trying to make things work out for you. Like if it's top of mind, like I said, you're going to be doing it. Like I talked about on TikTok, like I, there was a point in my life where I was like just letting life happen to me. And then I woke up one morning and I was like, this isn't what I want. This isn't the job I want. This isn't where I want to live. This isn't the kind of vibes I want. This isn't, I doesn't look like the way I want it to look. This is not what I visualized for myself when I was younger. Like this isn't what I imagined my life would be. And I was like, okay, how do we change it? And I just started working towards like life is not going to happen to me anymore. I'm going to happen to life. I'm going to, I'm going to be intentional about what I put my time into. I'm going to set goals. I'm going to check in with them. And obviously you have to watch the numbers. Like if you're doing something like a business or social media or whatever, and there's numbers associated with it, those are good markers. If something's going wrong, you have to be honest about that. Right. But like 
at the same time, just knowing like, okay, this is what the vision I have, what the, where I want to end up and aiming for that is like so powerful and being intentional in your everyday. And I advise everybody to do that. If you're just waking up every day, going to your work, clocking out, coming home and fucking watching TV and not thinking about it and just literally letting life just go by like groundhog day every day, like wake up and think about stuff because you don't want to like wake up when you're fucking 40 years old and you just let everything mm -hmm. happen to you. You didn't like actually take mm -hmm. the reins of your life and do something with it and goal setting and visualizing and being real with yourself, watching all that stuff is the first step in yeah. being a lucky girl. No, the lucky girl syndrome I, I totally just saw on uh, the What We Said podcast and I fucking love it. Like even with one of the biggest things, my actually like if I have one big goal for 2023, it's just to journal most days. I didn't say every day. But I really do believe yeah. that if I can get my thoughts down, like <laughs> my thoughts are all over the place all the time. So if I can get my thoughts down on something yeah. every day, I do feel like it would help me. But then not only that, but if I also write down what I'm thankful for and affirmations. So like I have three rules for the journal. Yeah. One, I promised myself I would never take a picture of it. I would never post it on anywhere. That's just like my way of feeling like safe yeah. to write down anything that I wanted. Two, if I don't want to write anything that day, the only two things that I do, so this is two and three, is to write down what I'm grateful for and affirmations. And I've done it probably six times now from the beginning of the year. And it's actually kind of crazy how much of a brain twist writing down affirmations is. Like my, we've talked about this on the podcast before, yeah. but my self-talk genuinely like throughout the day isn't that great. It's just like, it's not even like demeaning or anything. It's Same. just, I'm hard on myself. Like for every little thing that <laughs> there's no reason Same. to be hard on myself for. So if I write, I write, I make sure I just write down no matter what, three uh, gratitudes and three affirmations. And it's helped so much. Like I am capable of achieving the things that I want to achieve I am somebody that people look up to you know just things that really actually make me feel like I'm in, I, I'm living as my highest self you know the things that you don't that you say aren't true but you know like yeah. you know they're they, true they, but like you don't want to admit true. they're true yeah, yeah. but then yeah. actually writing it down and then seeing it in, in front of you it helps so much and then the gratitude thing like you know like I said I'm so grateful for my friends I've written that down a couple of times like just simple things you know and it really makes you see life from such a better perspective and especially if you're in this hole like I said I was in for a couple of weeks but it's like groundhog day you literally wake up every single day and you're like I am in this weird limbo and the only thing that gets you out of that is starting to romanticize your life and honest to god that is why I started social media was to Same. start romanticizing my life I just wanted Same. like videos to portray how I felt about the life I was living and yeah I mean that's why I love I love fucking life lifestyle content that's and all that same and too. I'm like the stand like I wake up and I'm most excited to fill my Stanley cup up with sparkling water exactly. because it's just coffee. so cute and I'm having yes. the best time yeah make my coffee yep. like making yep. my coffee is genuinely what gets me out of bed every day because I just love it that much and I'm like look at me a girl that makes coffee that's so yeah. cool like <laughs> making my bed shit like that like yeah just simple things like that really make me feel like I am living the fucking life yeah I'm so excited for this year. I feel like we're going to have such a good Me year. Too. I have such good feelings about 2023. I didn't have that feeling about 2022. So I feel like that's our sign that it's going to be our thriving. We're thriving this year. Mm -hmm. I'm there's almost no like choice. starting last year. I like did the think week and really hit the ground running. And I almost feel like it was a, f I, I feel like I needed it because of everything that the year brought, but it was almost like a false perspective on what the beginning of the year really should be. Like, yeah. it's not like, oh, first of the year, now it's, you know, one week, and then all of a sudden I have all my shit together for the year. 
Yeah. This year, I'm not going into it with that mindset because I know that it's going to bring ups and downs and I just want to be grounded and prepared for everything and, again, know that the ups and downs are going to come. But as far as my goals go, like, just take, you have a, vision. Take a little bit of time to simmer. Yeah. Yep. I got my vision. Yep. So when it comes to my strategy, I'm just going to take a little time to simmer. But, like, also when we were talking about goals earlier, I just wanted to say one thing, too. Is I feel like when people write down goals for the year, they expect themselves to like that will be the goal for the year. And in my head, if you have a goal in your head right now, write it fucking down. If it's something that you want right in this moment, just write it down. If that changes down the road, that's totally fucking fine, dude. Happens like, all we the time. did our six month checkup six months after we wrote yeah. our goals and like half of them. I was like, I'm like changing roads a little bit here. And I realized totally I didn't want to do that. Just a fact. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the fact that you have something written down and you start working towards something every day that's going to get you there. That could be, you could scratch it later down the road and still you will be way more ahead than where you were because you actually made a decision and you started working on it. Well, and that's like, I mean, I went to college and I thought I'm going to go work for Disney in Orlando and I'm going to, that's what I want to do yeah. with my life. And then through the experience of going to college, of of pursuing jobs, of doing internships, I was like, yeah, that's not what I want anymore. I want to do my own thing. I want to own my own business. Like just, and just the goal of setting up to do that. that to get to where you actually yeah. want to be in and life. It had me on the right, it set yeah. me on the right path. I really advise exactly. just be, just, just have a plan this year. Not, it doesn't have to go that way, but just have a vision have a plan. I want to check in quarterly on goals this year. That way I'm, I'm really done. being intentional about like, okay, am I really accomplishing these things? Having them top mm -hmm. of mind, like I said, but like obviously no pressure if I change my mind or don't do something as quote unquote well or whatever as I wanted to. Years are long. They feel like they go by super fast, but they are long and you're going to have all the time in the world. And like, like I said, when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, that was a year ago. That was like last January. It feels like it was like literally 30 years ago, like so long ago. Yeah. You got a lot of time this year. Be honest with yourself. Don't just set number goals. Just, and try to be, just try to go in with a vision and be chill, but yeah. also productive. I think the number one word is like, just wake up with intention, wake up with yes. the intention to just better yourself every day. Like people say 1% every day. Some people say 2% every day. Choose your percent and just try to achieve getting that much better every day. And I have to pee so fucking bad. <laughs> okay. So bad. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast. We're going to have another episode where we like go in detail through our goals. This is like us telling you go start writing down your goals. And then together, all of us, we're going to talk about our goals in the next podcast. Yeah, we'll check back. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.